Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt, and a special guest back with us, two-time visitor last season, killed it positive in the green every single time, C-squared Chris Collins. What's going on, baby? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Happy to be back. Thank you for coming. Uh, you're coming at a great time. The show's hotter than fish grease. Brett can't get anything wrong, it seems about. Oh, Trevor hold, holding it down for the guests. Dude, we we were riding high last week. And one thing that I will mention, so we did have a little bloop last week on the show. We forgot to publicly announce what the power parlay is. We got it together after, sent it out in the half the distance to the gold chat room. So one, if you're not in the chat room yet, you need to get in contact with us. Email will be in the description of the show. If you know Brett and I personally or Chris personally, let us know. We'll get you in the chat. The power parlay hit. Um, so let's start there. Recapping last week. Oregon laying six and a half was my pick. Colorado, two and a half point favorite was Brett's pick. Iowa laying three and a half was Trevor's pick. And then Texas plus seven and a half getting it done on the field in Tuscaloosa. That will give you a plus 500 odd ish, depending on where your book is parlay hit and we're off to the races uh power parlay is one and one this season so having that hit is always great and looking at the syndicate last week it, it was beautiful brett was five and one uh brett go ahead and take us through your thoughts of last week um what you loved you know your one miss was utah you got hooked you were half a point away from a six and a week i know yeah the utah game hurt utah just got off to a bad start or else i we would have, I would have had that one too. Um, honestly, re read out my games to me because I'm totally blanking. Yeah. So your your wins: Iowa laying three and a hook, yeah. Kansas laying three, Colorado laying two and a half, Notre Dame laying seven and a half in Raleigh, and Texas State plus thirteen and a hook. Yeah, we were looking for you storming the field last week because that's what you were claiming you're going to do. And but honestly, I mean, we we told you, and Trevor mentioned estimate. And then right after that uh, rain delay or whatever, that's when he kind of broke out. And then Hartman, Hartman really broke out. But um, yeah, I mean Notre Dame's Notre Dame finally has a quarterback. They got a tough schedule this year, but it should be interesting. Colorado got off to a bad start, but then around halftime, after halftime, they really got things going again. Um, the Kansas Kansas looked good against uh, Kansas looked really good. Yeah, Jaylen a little Dillon. scary late, but kind of never in doubt. Yeah, Jalen Daniels is uh he's back. He's he's a stud at quarterback. So yeah, I was pretty happy with my week. I mean, it was close to being six and zero, so I'll definitely I'll definitely take it. Yep, half a point away. So five and one on the week brings you to eleven and four on the season. Hot, love it. Trevor was next up on the show. Five and two. His wins: Iowa land three and a hook, Colorado land two and a hook, Oregon land six and a half, Notre Dame land seven and a half, and then Texas plus. Seven and a half in Tuscaloosa. His two losses. East Carolina did not get it done against Marshall. They did not cover three, or they did not lose by less than three. And Illinois was a flat out loss to Kansas. He went against you there, got the brunt of it. So five and two. And Trevor was our first guest this season. So the guests are starting at five and two. Chris, you got a great slate to start off with. You're a lot ahead. So just bump it up even more. Uh, now in Oklahoma, Barbecue was a clean sweep last week. Texas plus seven and a half was their hook. And then Marcus, myself, Positive, not as good as Brett and Trevor, but that's hard to live up to. I was five and four. My five wins, Ole Miss, Tulane, under 66 and a hook. We may have another under this week. Utah Baylor, under 47. That was a win. Colorado land two and a half. Oregon land six and a half. And my final win was Texas plus seven and a hook. My four losses, 
Arkansas laying 37 and a half, never a chance against Kent State. Very weird game. They looked very – they looked like the Arkansas of old and not in a good way. Uh, Utah laying seven and a half. We discussed that. We got hooked there. NC State did not cover eight. And then James Madison got it done on the field in Charlottesville, but they did not cover six and a half. Um, late touchdown scored by Virginia. James Madison answered. You know, at that point in the game, I was just kind of hoping UVA won, but the, the, the Dukes got it done. So five and four a week. That brings me to nine and 10 on the season. Again, Brett is 11 and four. The guests are five and two. And now one Coastal Barbecue is two and one. Power parlay is one and one, and I think we're going to roll that into this week, fellas. I'm I'm pretty excited for what we have coming up here. This week's weird. There's not a ton of like, like like last week. There was there was the starts of the game. I mean, Alabama Texas was the big one. Which, by the way, I mean, real quick, Alabama just that I haven't seen Alabama get be like that on the field in a while. I mean, Texas just went into their house. They kind of dominated both sides of the ball, um, and I mean they, they they have a quarterback issue. I think there's no doubt about that. But Texas Texas is legit. Is Texas back? I don't know. I guess we'll see. But Texas has definitely got a chance to kind of run the Big Twelve and get to the playoff now. Chris, what are your thoughts there? Um, I'm not a true believer that Bama has a quarterback problem. Um, what's your take? I I think honestly. Uh... To be a quarterback at Alabama might not take too much. So, you know, obviously it's hard to live up to the Bryce Youngs and Jalen Hurts and all the, you know, goats from before then. But, you know, I mean, he's got an O-line. He's got weapons. He's got a defense. I I think they'll be fine. I think they were slated to be, you know, neck and neck with Georgia at the start of the season kind of, weren't they? Yep, right up there with them. Yeah, I think their over-under was like 10.5. Georgia's is like 11.5. I yeah. mean, Milrow, he throws a good deep ball, but he can't throw the short intermediate. I mean, that was that was both of his interceptions where they just read him like a book. So I think I, Texas had more to play for. You know, that quarterback for Texas, he's, you know, he was using that as kind of his spotlight to jumpstart a season, whereas Alabama's kind of used to being in the spotlight, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I mean, I think Texas, I think Texas actually has more talent than Alabama this year, honestly. Right. All right. Well, Chris, I pulled up the archives. So last season you joined us at week two. You were four and two. And then at week twelve you joined us. You were three and two. So again, you're positive. Can you keep it rolling? You got us? Uh, I think so. We'll go for it. Like I say, we hotter than fish grease, man. Let's not cool it off. Yeah, yeah. So Brett, um Brett, you had the best record last week, but we always let our guests go first. So, Chris, the board is open. Um, if you have a Thursday or Friday play, we prefer you start there. Mm-hmm. But um, if not, go ahead and open up Saturday and take us to wherever you want to go, baby. All right. Uh, I actually do have a Friday play. You know, you got to play something before you get to Saturday. So, I got um, the Army-UTSA game. And uh, everybody knows what that means. That means defense, defense, defense. And that means the under is going to hit. I'm feeling pretty good about that under. The highest number I can get you consensus is 44 and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. I was looking at, you know, 45 is a prime number. You know, you got the 42 and a field goal, but 44 and a half should. I mean, it looks like it's going to be like a, you know, 17, 20 or, you know, kind of that kind of game where it's not even really going to get that close to the 40 range. 
you know, our meet. I mean, I was looking at the last couple games, you know, well, the last, the first two games of the season, the totals. Okay, well, I'm not going to count the Delaware State game. That's out the window. But the <laughs> UL Monroe was 13 to 17. That's 30. And then UTSA's game was 20 to 13. It's 33. 14 to 17. It's 31. So there you go. I like it. Brett, you have anything here? No, I don't, but I don't I don't hate it. You know, the new rule, the clock ticking, the the unders is definitely in play. I don't think UTSA is as good as they were last year. So yeah. um yeah. just the, the between the clock and the, the low scoring for UTSA, I think you're on the right side. I, I just hope you don't get a bad beat here. Yeah, we gotta start off strong. Start off with a nice under on the Friday, lead into the Saturday. So all right, Brett, board's yours. All right. Well, did you have any Friday plays or anything like that? Or are we going into Saturday now? Nope. I'm in Saturday. All right. Me too. Um, I'm going to start off. Uh, Kansas State is traveling to Mizzou. I have three and a half uh, point favor for Kansas State. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm hammering that. Yeah. I, like I that. don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really know. And I was listening to radio earlier people why they're giving so much Missouri so much like odds here like giving them a kind of chance here because what has Missouri really really proven what has drink was proven as a coach over there and Kansas State's come in really good defense uh Howard's back as as quarterback um so I, I just I like Kansas State State to go to Missouri and cover the three and a half here so the line movement here opened at one and a half now it's up to three and a half, four in some places. You don't have the best value there, but you're still not scared of the number. No, I think I think they win by a touchdown at least. All right, Chris, you playing this game? Yeah, I think Brett's spot on. I was looking at a touchdown, maybe even ten points or something. I think Kansas State's going to come out and yeah, I mean, make it look pretty easy, honestly. Even though they're on the road. Yeah. All right, so you're both on Kansas State laying three and a hook. Yeah, I'll take that. Yep. I'm going to let y'all do it. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to take us to a very sleepy noon kick. Uh, Liberty is traveling up to Buffalo. What do we remember from Liberty in our most recent years? Hugh Freeze, right? He had the program rolling, high scoring offense, pretty good talent on the roster. I've seen them come to NC State and give them fits, which I don't know if that's saying a lot. But Buffalo, I did notice that they are 0-2. They lost by about 15 points to Wisconsin, and then they lost to Fordham by a field goal last week. Buffalo's usually a decent program um, when it gets to the the group of six. Not really sure what's going on this year. Fordham isn't a game that they lose often. Liberty, knowing that they still have a little bit of talent on that roster, I'm going to take them, and I can get three points. Um, to be a favorite, I see Liberty winning by a touchdown minimum. Maybe Buffalo has something up their sleeve. I'm not sure, but the when I look at this at surface level, I just see a lot of value, so I'm going to take Liberty. Three-point favorite. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't hate it. I, mean, yeah, I, think, you're, I think you're leading the right way. That's definitely not a game I would have that would have jumped out at me. So I think that's a good pick. Though. <laughs> I, um, I'm looking at it now. I mean, Buffalo, like you're talking about with Fordham, they were a Buffalo was a 23 and a half point favorite and lost by three. So what's that say? You know, yeah. 
yeah it it, it ain't good pretty um, sorry it, yeah honestly pre- preface to all the listeners i didn't do a lot of digging on injury reports or anything this is 100 percent just gut and I'm, I'm going with it all right chris board's yours all right uh let's keep some nooners out there let's see what i got i don't know this this could be a bold one i just added this one kind of late but um I might. I'm gonna take Florida State with the the big spread. I think they're gonna live up to the hype. And Boston College, as we all know, ACC is trash. Does it concern you that it opened at 28 and now it's down to 26? No, it might make it better. Honestly, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think Florida State. You know. They beat LSU by 21. We all saw that. That was probably, besides Bama, Texas, like the game of the year so far. And so you're saying that, you know, they're not going to go in and beat Boston College by five more than they just beat LSU, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, Boston College is bad. I mean, they just, what was it, Holy Holy Cross, right, last week? Yeah. Yeah, they barely barely (laughs) barely beat Holy Cross. And that was at home, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think this is, you know, if Florida State's kind of getting to that, you know, obviously they want to be in the playoffs this year, make a contention to win it all. You know, that's those types of teams usually blow these types of teams out by 40, 50 points, you know. Yeah. So I tell you what, I didn't have a play on this game, but I was looking at the first half, 14 and a half, first quarter, six and a half. I think Florida State can probably be up 14 to three, worst case, at the end of the first quarter. Um, that's the line I'm going to take. I'm, I'm going to throw one onto my card, which I try not to do because it usually doesn't go well. Yeah, but I'm going lay. I'm gonna take Florida State um, laying six and a half in the first quarter. Well, last, I think they have a fast start. Last time I did that with Tennessee, and they didn't hit the first first quarter. So I'm not Yeah, that messed me quarter. up. I, I yeah, like it. You know, in theory, it sounds really good, but – you never know who's going to get the ball first or whatever. You know, that kind of stuff in the first quarter is kind of hard to predict. They should still be able to walk down two times and score. Yeah, I mean, if they get the ball, which they obviously will, they should at least be able to get a touchdown. So, I, I guess I'm betting on a coin flip. And maybe if they don't get the ball, they just hold them scoreless and they get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of scenarios to where Florida State covers this more often than not. That's what I thought with Tennessee, too. And they screwed me. <laughs> Virginia came out strong. <laughs> Watch out for the Cavaliers. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Brett, you're up. All right. I am going to Illinois. Um, Penn State's coming to town. I have 14 and a half point favorite. And yeah. I, I, I like Penn State in this. Um wasn't wasn't super impressed with Illinois last week. It's going to uh Going to Kansas, and like I said, I think Kansas is a good football team, but I think – or Penn State's even a better football team. And I know it's at home and everything, but I wasn't wasn't impressed with um, Illinois' quarterback. I think Penn State definitely has a better defense. Drew Allar in company and the running back, Singleton, I think they're going to run all over them. I see I see like a seven-point game, 17-point game here. So I, I, like, uh, I like Penn State in this position. Hmm. Hmm. Chris, what you think here? Uh, I think Brett's probably overvaluing Penn State because they gave it to his West Virginia team. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was expected, though. Like, I mean, I, I was I was not – I went into that game like we know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think – I think Penn State – like, I'm basing this off what I saw with Illinois last week, honestly. And I think – I think Penn State has better athletes than Kansas does. Right. No, I think that's a safe play. I mean, you know, like you're saying, kind of what my logic was with Florida State. I mean, you know – Kansas can beat them by 11. Penn State can beat them by 14, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously All Penn right. State being the number seven team is not scared to travel to, to Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Uh, there's still a lot to be left to know about Penn State, I think. But you don't really know that in the Big Ten. So. And the line moves. I think Illinois kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do too. I don't think – they they lost a lot from they lost what Chase Brown or whatever they're good running back and then they lost a couple of good DBs the last couple yeah they had they had a really good secondary last year yeah so I mean they've definitely lost a lot all right I guess I'm up next um, I'm gonna take us to Norfolk Virginia Wake Forest is traveling up to play ODU um, I know ODU I've seen Virginia Tech there firsthand <clears throat> can be a house of horrors for some ACC teams. But what I really like on this game is the total. If I can get 61 and a half is my consensus, I'm going to take it. So I saw Old Dominion play in Blacksburg um, game one of the season. I wasn't very impressed by their offense. They honestly did a lot better in garbage time than they did the whole game. That final score was 36 to 17. I think Wake's going to score in the low 40s, high 30s, and probably hold Old Dominion to about you know, 14, 17 as well. I see a very mirroring game. And Wake, honestly, maybe a little bit better than Virginia Tech in almost every asset of the football. So, if anything, I think that ODU may struggle a little bit more because Dave Clawson seems to develop and maintain a little bit better than the Hokies right now. So, I'm going to take the under 61. I don't think Wake goes out there um, with, with Mitch Griffiths and you know throw up like a 50-burger or anything. So, I feel pretty good seeing this high number running clock. I kind of started a principal last week, so – I think I'm going to try to hit on a couple of these every week from here on out to the end of the season. Um, so under 61 and a hook for Wake and Old Dominion. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. I thought, I mean, Wake Wake handled Vanderbilt pretty easily last week, which I thought I thought they'd be a little closer than it was, but I guess Vanderbilt still got some ways to go. Yeah. Um, when, when I looked at the spread, too, I was like, all right, Wake, 14-point favorite. I don't hate that. A lot of push insurance in a lot of scenarios, but I think the under hits um, maybe yeah. like eight, seven times out of ten. Yeah, I think the under, yeah. you know, looking at Wake's games already, that Elon, Vanderbilt, Old Dominion's kind of right in that wheelhouse, and none of those games got close to 61. So, All right, um, Chris, if you're not playing this one, you're bored. All right, let's see what I got. Uh, we took Kansas State. Well, there's two at the 12 o'clock that I'm kind of on the fence about, and I was kind of wondering, wondering, wondering what y'all were thinking. Can I guess one? Were you considering Louisville? <laughs> no, no, it's not Louisville. Okay, all right, keep going. Sorry. It's, um, well, you got the LSU Mississippi State game, right? So I don't know. That's nine and a half. LSU. Kind of came out of the gate not looking too hot, but there was a lot of hype around them. This is either like a, they're being undervalued and they'll win by more than 10, or 
them going on the road, I don't know. Do you take Mississippi State? Kind of wanted to stay away from that, so. Yeah, but, I, I think there's a lot to unknown about. I mean, I don't really know much about Mississippi State either, so. Yeah. All right. I'm just they should have lost Arizona last week. I'll jump to my, my 330 game. So, here we go. I got a good 330 guy. Uh, I got um App State playing Easy U. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so that I mean, it was at nine and a half, and I was excited about that. I think it's at eight and a half now. Is it down to eight and a half? We can get it two places at eight, so eight. We consider Shoot, that a consensus it. number. Yeah, I mean, you know, all right. Yeah, I got to witness that, that was on my board too. I <laughs> got to witness app give it to the heels almost again. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, that one's on more my board, and we just saw ECU get crushed by Marshall. <laughs> yeah. so, so, and Marshall just barely beat an FCS team like the week before, right? Who was it, Albany or something like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm on this one as well. Yeah, I tell you what, when I say ECU has a negative quarterback play, it's negative in every sense of the world. In the word. Um, this is free money. I think this should probably be 13, 14 points. Right. Yeah. Especially in Boone. Especially at home. Um, right. Boys. Yeah. All right. All right. This week, Brett, you get the keg. Chris, you get the cups. <laughs> I send all the mass texts. Let's party. Let's do it. Free money if I've ever seen it. Print it. I like it. I agree. Like it is. These damn Mountaineers, yeah, yeah. Lay, lay the eight. I'm, I'm there, all day long. Um, App State by a million. And as we know, I was definitely an App State fan last week. But <laughs> Chapel Hill finally won an overtime game. Yeah, Shoot. they did. That was a good game too. It was a stressful game <laughs> for some. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear what Max said after the game? I, I'm not. I'm sick of playing them. Let NC State play them. Yeah, right. Let them play somebody else. Let them make a rivalry with State or somebody. Well, you know, the funny thing, um, we had App State scheduled during um, the COVID season, but obviously you just ended up playing conference games that season. So mm -hmm. we, we never got a chance to see that one. But I did not want to see App State. <clears throat> yeah, I spoke to a lady after the game. She was an App State fan. And she was like, we need State play y'all every game or every year. And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I was thinking, no, no way we're playing y'all every year because y'all might actually beat us. <laughs> Yep, two years in a row, they had two good chances. That would have been epic, but it, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, they did. All right, Brett, you're up. All right, this one, um, it, this this is it's, it's a ballsy one, but it, it's a huge spread in my opinion. We got a little three thirty game in uh, in Athens, Georgia, twenty seven and a half. South Carolina coming to town. I I like the Gamecocks to cover here. The only, Ooh, the, okay. The only, the only, uh, I, I don't, I don't think George is the Georgia of last year. I don't, but the, the only concern I have is the South Carolina offensive line because we saw what UNC did to them. And that was, mm -hmm. that was hard to watch, honestly, but 27 and a half is a big number. I'm definitely not saying South Carolina goes in there and wins, but I'm hoping for like a 21 to 24 kind of like, kind of spread i mean and you know rattler rattler has not been bad this year um he really wasn't bad against carolina he just didn't have any protection 
but I mean, Rattler on the year is 55 to 66 for 698 and three touchdowns. So he's playing good. He's playing good football right now. Obviously, yeah, he hasn't seen the defense like George yet, and I do worry for the offensive line and how they're going to be able to protect him. But I think 27 and a half is a big number. Um, so I, I'm taking them to cover here. I'm hoping it's like a 20 to 20, 24 kind of game, you know, kind of spread. Just three touchdowns. If you're praying for three touchdowns, that ain't good, dude. <laughs> it, it's better than the four. So I'll tell you what, and I, I I don't hate the bet. I'm not taking it, but I think that you're on the wrong side, and it's just because of these reasons. South Carolina's offensive line looked very mediocre and very pedestrian against Chapel Hill, and I don't think Chapel Hill's defensive front is anything special, but they do have talent up there, so I'll go yeah. with that. Um, South Carolina got pushed around because Chapel Hill rammed the ball down their throat. I mean, J- Drake made it and have a spectacular game by any means, mm-hmm. but – they got pushed around up front. If there's two things that I know Georgia can do every year, regardless of who's that quarterback, they can run the ball down somebody's throat, and they're probably going to get decent bit of pressure. Uh, Trevor sent a stat earlier um, in our Instagram group, and it said that I think Tennessee had more combined sacks than like Georgia, Bama, and Florida put together or something like that. I don't expect that to hold up for the whole season. Remember, those are still a lot of five stars up there. If South Carolina doesn't get a lot of first downs, I wouldn't be shocked. I could see this, and again, like you said, it's a big spread. I can see this game being like a 34 to like six or 34 to seven type deal. I think it's a little too close for comfort. 34 14. I think that's I think that's a good little <laughs> I, I, like, I got I got some kind of a play on here. It's a little off the wall, and I don't know how you even put this in your, your notes right now, but oh no. Um well I saw some stat, and it's basically talking about Georgia has been struggling in the first quarter, right? Y'all all saw that. But second, third, fourth quarter, they go off. They found out who they were. I think South Carolina, like you're saying, it's, they're going to keep it close. But I don't know what the spread's going to be for the second half, but I'll, I would put Georgia's second half, whatever it is. If it's like a minus 17 or minus 13, whatever it's going to be in the second half, I think that – you know, that's a live play, I guess, but I think you give that a look depending on what the score is. Like if it's a, you know, 17 to 10 and it's like, okay, it's a 20 point second half, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just hoping like, cause you know, it's their first, it's their first SEC football team. I mean, up to this day, they played UT Martin and Ball State. So I'm hoping, you know, we got an SEC foe coming into town, maybe a little, a little sluggish. I mean, like, but you, you get you get that comfortable three touchdown lead, but you're a little sluggish kind of thing. So I'm I'm really hoping that that I can get this cover here. Good luck. Thanks. I and I will I will wish good luck to Virginia Tech as well. What's weird is on the site that we use, Vegas Insiders, to source these lines from multiple sources. There's no spread for Virginia Tech and Rutgers, but. I'm looking on my phone on the CBS Sports app, and it looks like it's a seven-point spread. So if you guys will allow me that, I'm going to lay a touchdown with Rutgers. I think Rutgers <laughs> probably wins this thing by, like, 17 points. Really? Virginia, yeah, Ooh. Virginia Tech played against a very, very pedestrian um, Purdue team. There was a big storm in Blacksburg. The same one that rolled up through Raleigh eventually got up there um, into Blacksburg, and they started – Rutgers – was up, I think, or Purdue, excuse me, Purdue was up like 14 0. 
Virginia Tech stormed back. It was tied 17-17, and that offense just hit a standstill. Virginia Tech's not improving. Um, Brent Pry really has to do a lot of work there. I mean, Grant Wells being a quarterback, I doesn't really think help us. The little that Kyron Jones plays kind of alarms me. If the coaching staff doesn't trust him, we all kind of know my theory on race in Virginia Tech at the quarterback position. It can only work one way, and that's not the way they're operating right now. Um, we saw Rutgers, I mean, give or take, they played Northwestern. Yeah. Get a little physical. I mean, those boys were hitting, getting movement up front. I just really think the Hokies are a pretty soft football team. So um, I'm going to lay the seven with the Scarlet Knights. I think they win this by 10 points minimum. Interesting. Yeah, I don't hate that. I guess you might have just mentioned this, but, you know, the Virginia Tech quarterback is questionable, right? Which that may actually play into an advantage from pure athleticism. <laughs> oh, for, for the Hokies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. No, I got you. Different gameplay. So, What's wrong with them? Uh, something about it. I don't know. He is listed. Yeah, he's listed as injured. Um, like quite frankly, that game started. That game kicked at noon. Yeah, and it didn't wrap till like nine o'clock. So That's it was on my phone when we were watching um Bama Texas. So I didn't have like commentary volume, but I, I was watching it. And I mean, honestly, you obviously don't want anyone to ever get hurt. But I'm kind of glad the number two guy's going to get some reps this week. From like a fan standpoint, they can still lose by ten points. And I'll be cool. All right, boys. Um, who wants to go? How many more you got, Chris? Mm, one, two, three, four. I got three. You go ahead. Uh, well, this is this might be another you know shocker to you guys too, I guess, because it's such a big spread. But I'm taking Bama with the points minus thirty three is what I'm looking at. 32 and a half if you want it. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I saw something too about uh, – here, let me try to find it real quick. Basically, you know, obviously with what just happened to Alabama too, you know, they're going to come out of the gates hot. They're going to be serious by now. They're going to be going to blow out USF. Uh, here, I got it right here. Nick Saban's not taking it easy on the early cupcake games. Last eight G5 games. Here you go. Four, they beat them by 49, 56, 55, 56, 49, 52, 42, and 50. <laughs> so, I would look for a, So, Nick Saban, he, he knows the lines, and he covers for the boosters. Exactly. And the games he know he can cover, he covers for the boosters. <laughs> he goes all I like out. it. Like, based on that trend, yeah, no. That's, that's actually a great value play based on that number. Um, not locking it up with you, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did they do it home and home with South Florida? Did they travel there last year? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're going to South Florida, right, though? Yeah. Is it at South Florida? It's at South Florida, yeah. Yeah, they must have did a home yeah. and home with them or something. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. Especially, I mean, you know, they're going to come out firing just after getting beat Which, up last week. So I don't, I don't hate it. I guess the Marcus Bullock take on that would be maybe I just take the first half. Do you know what the first half line first is? Half. Yeah, let's go back to that. I'm jumping the gun over here. 
I'm ready to get Chris's check on the next game. Uh, Bama first half is, dude. This is okay. We see a six, two sixteen and a half, a seventeen and a half, but most consensus number is twenty and a hook. They probably cover that, honestly. Yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. that too. Just give me that and the total. That sounds, you know, like when you went hard on your first quarter, first half total. This will be my first half. Yeah, yeah. Total with the spread. Bama first half, 20.5. If that's what you want, you got it. Yeah, three touchdowns. I can do that. Absolutely. That might be it. That might be the first quarter score. And I am a Bama first half kind of guy, aren't I? <laughs> no, Marcus is going to throw another one on his card. No, I'm not going to do it. I already threw one on. I like, I like that Florida State play a little bit better than this Bama play. Yeah. Tampa may be rocking. Yeah, for about <sighs> the first two minutes. Rocking. <laughs> yeah, until somebody gets carried out on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah, until someone Aaron Rodgers it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Chris, give me your opinion. How you feel about the Tar Babies this week? I know, I know. Um, well, I don't really know too much about Minnesota, to be fair. <laughs> but I think that's a scary – that could be a scary game for them, you know. I think – you never really know with the Tariels. Either they come out and, you know, what it's a seven-and-a-half spread, maybe they come out win by 21, or it's a close game and they win by a field goal. But I think they should be fine. So, I'm not going to play the spread. I'm going to play the total. It looks like 51 is my consensus number. I wrote it down earlier in the week at 50. Mm-hmm. Obviously not available. I think Chapel Hill can probably throw up about 30 points. It makes me worry because I don't know if Minnesota can throw up at least 20. But then again, Drake May hasn't played well. Maybe Mac just lets him rip loose and they throw up a 40-burger. What do you you see as a final score prediction here? I may not actually play this. All right. I'm checking out Minnesota a little deeper here. I'm on the spread. This could be like a like a seventeen to thirty five almost like a twenty to thirty five. Oh, that's that's tight. You, yeah, your your defense I mean, we obviously saw you guys play against App State. I just don't know what PJ Flex gonna draw up. Yeah, he was bugging me. I I mean it seems to like kind of to your point, I mean they almost ran the ball more than they passed it, you know, which is fun they were producing yeah. so but with your whole concept now of you know clock's gonna run clock's gonna run you know you're not gonna get as many touchdowns so there you know they're probably not gonna throw up as many 40 50 point games it might just stay in the the low 30s i may have just flipped myself um brett you go first and let me think about this are you laying it yeah i'm on carolina with the spread here Okay, laying seven and a half. Yeah, I watched. I mean, Minnesota should have lost to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska uh, led Jeff Sims' team, which I'm not impressed with Jeff Sims at all. Um, but yeah, I, I think Carolina kind of bounces back after last week, even though they won last week. And like Chris said, I mean, or like you guys have said, Drake May hasn't played well. I think this is, I think Drake May plays well. They're going to let him turn it loose. Yeah, yeah I, I think. 
he's probably hearing all the slack. So I think he, I think he plays good. Well, honestly, to that point too, you know, I think his, his Heisman chances are probably out the window now, right? We can all agree about that. So he probably ha- feels less pressure and he'll probably go out there and play like he should have been playing. Yeah, he's gonna make that money back for the for NFL. Yeah, I tell you what, I just flipped. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take under 51 <laughs> points. You went from the over to the under. Dude, I just don't trust Minnesota as much as I thought that I possibly could. You're right; they looked awful against Nebraska. I could see this honestly. If this game ended up being like 35 to 10, would anyone be shocked? No, probably not. Yeah, I, yeah, Brett, you're definitely on the right side of the spread. Yeah, I think. But I, I'm going to take the under. I don't see a lot of points on Minnesota's behalf. Although Chapel Hill's defense is still a little leaky at times. They allow some explosive plays. They Mac, Mac tightens down Ooh, put, right here. Put me in with this. All right, all right. You know how I was texting you earlier. Can we get cheeky and do a teaser? This is a prime teaser play. Yeah, I'll I'll create a separate column on the spreadsheet for the teaser. Um, let's hear it. What you got? Well, I mean, if you do a seven point teaser, you're basically looking at UNC money line and under fifty eight. I like it. I mean that. I mean, we kind of just said Carolina should beat them pretty handily by you know ten, fourteen, at least, and then you're looking at the under there, so. Just gives you a little more handicap. What um, if you plug that into your book? What odds do you get? And if you need to plug it in and circle back, you can. Yeah. No need to rush right now. All right, cool. So we'll come back to that teaser for the odds. I actually like that. Well, I may throw that in myself. <laughs> Chris, you're making me do bad things. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're welcome. It's not a bad thing if you win, All though, right? right? Yeah, for sure. Less um, crap. So, do we get the first um, like hit the horns game? CBS three thirty. Is that what time does Tennessee and Florida play? Yeah, it's probably three thirty, right? It's, is that, Tennessee is Florida it a is uh, seven o'clock. Yeah, it's a night okay. game in Gainesville, isn't it? All right, seven o'clock kick. I'm a, I'm a fast forward us to the afternoon. Rocky Top. Let me let me let me see the number. Because it was at six and a half all week. It might have moved to six. Tennessee, Florida. We can get a six and a half. Yeah. Um, take the Vols. I talked to Trevor earlier. He said the Vols either blow them out or they lose outright. Yeah. Th- see, this I- this is the game that I, I don't know about. Because, I, I mean, honestly, I haven't been impressed with the Vols up to this point. I don't. I'm still not sold on Joe Milton. I'm I'm really not. Um, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a good ass environment too. I mean, the swamp is gonna be rocking. Um, I think Florida needs a jolt. Billy Napier needs a big jolt because that fan base is already souring on him right now. And Mertz Mertz hasn't played bad so far this year. I didn't think he played bad against Utah. I mean, obviously they didn't get the win, but I I think George, or I think Florida needs a big big jolt here. I don't know if they. I don't know if they win. I don't know if. I mean. I think. I think Trevor's right. I think they blow them out or or they lose outright. Honestly, I, I think it. It can go either one of two ways. But I'm scared to touch that. If I was to touch that, I'd probably take Florida. Honestly. Yeah, I, I think Man, Trevor's I, spot on. It's either you know 10's gonna 
Tennessee's going to win by a good bit. Florida's going to upset, and that's why I'm not touching it. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody is on it with me. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Now, on a barbecue, pipe and hot pick of the week is Tennessee laying six and a hook. A little disclaimer from now on Coastal Barbecue. There's been some relocation of housing being done lately. So the Instagram page may be slowing down lately. That um that smoker may still be on the U-Haul. But they should be cranking it back up later this season. But for now, they are on the Vols um, laying six and a half against Florida. That is the game of the week and the pipe and hot pick of the week. Now on Coastal Barbecue, let's not forget they are two and one on the season. So turning in the right direction, which gives me a little bit of confidence. Uh, how do you... What what are your thoughts on Milton? I mean, we know the guy can throw it out of the stadium and everything like that, but I mean, I, do we get a better idea this weekend about who is Joe Milton in a hostile environment? And I, I'm not to say that Florida's defense is even that great, but is this is this a true test to see what he's really made out of? It is, I, and I don't think it's as much mentally as it is physically. Physically. I think he's about the same from last season, maybe a little bit more accurate. But again, I was never like really crazy about him playing the quarterback position at a high level. Like he can do just enough. And, you know, if he needs to hit a bomb deep, that's the guy you want throwing the football. Mentally, I've actually listened to some interviews that he's done. I think that guy's like pretty headstrong, um, tough. I don't think he's going to get shaken up easily. But I also think Heupel can outcoach uh, old Billy in his sleep. Like if, if it comes down to X's and O's the way he just schemes guys open. I think Florida at time, as we saw in Utah, can be a little bit undisciplined. They get a couple dumb penalties, you know, late hits, something like that. It's just going to propel the balls. If the swamp is getting drained um, fan-wise on the exits by the third quarter, I wouldn't be shocked. I think Tennessee can win this game by 14 points more often than not. So I'm going I'm to take the balls. Yeah, I, this is an intriguing game. I, I'm really intrigued to uh... – Kind of see what happens with this one. Yeah, I think it's more likely right. to go the ball's way. So, but uh, I have two more, maybe one, or two more, maybe three, but at least two. Um, how are you guys looking? I have two more. I have a uh, two more and a fade, Gary. All right, um, Chris, you go. <laughs> you go, then Brett. All right. Um... We'll just get the fade Gary out of the way nice and quick. Uh, he's looking at UL Monroe to cover with Texas A&M. It's a big number, which I guess that's why he's doing it. 36 and a half. So for that reason, I'm taking A&M with the big spread. I have so much respect for your dad. <laughs> I, feel, I, I kind of feel like I'm insulting him, but the fade Gary pick is usually pretty good. <laughs> I already let him know that. This is the pick that I'm going to announce for his fake Gary pick. So he was okay with it. Oh, <laughs> He's a stand-up guy. Um, Gary Collins is the man, but um, I can see. Yeah, I can. I can. I can see it. So simple as that. You know, I guess those are those type of games too with the big spread. It's either going to be just under that big spread, or kind of like the Alabama game and Florida State. You know, it'll be a 40, 50 point game. So, but. That's a yeah. quick and easy A&M covers. Okay. Yeah, it's open to 30 and a half. And like you said, it's up to 36 and a half. So, all right, you're on the Aggies. Yeah. And uh, a more serious yeah. pick, I guess, was my Cincinnati minus 14 is what I was looking at. 
Talk to me here. Uh, so Cincinnati is looking kind of hot. I mean, they were six and a half point dogs with Pitt, with Pitt and won by six. So, you know, that's a 12, 13 point swing. Two and oh, obviously, Eastern Kentucky was their first game. Nothing really exciting, but even then, they were a 21 point favorite, won by 53. So they blew that spread out the water, too. So I don't know. I think they might not have that correct yet. And that they're going to do it. I mean, they're at home. You know, things are kind of trending in their way, I think. Brett, you on this? No. Though, I, I mean, I was impressed. Because Cincinnati really didn't have expectations coming into this year, especially with losing Fickle at, at, um, as head coach. So they were kind of picked to not really be that good this year. But, I mean, the win against Pitt was kind of unexpected. So, yeah. I don't know, though. I'm, I'm staying away, though. Right, here you go. Here's another right, fun stat. 17 straight, going for their 17th straight win over Miami, Ohio. But do they cover? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to say they're not going to win, but do they yeah, cover? Yeah, right. Brett, are we uh, backyard brawling? Oh, we we are. We're we're we were waiting to last for that, but we can go ahead and throw. Okay, no, no. Uh, 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 let's wait. Let's wait. Go ahead. Give us your other pick. Well, so the other one is I. I feel like it's a trap. Have we talked about this? But if they don't cover this, and that I mean, Gundy's in trouble. The pokes. Um, yeah, South South Alabama's coming to town. Oki State, seven p.m. kickoff night game. And Oklahoma State's only a seven-point favorite in this position. So, come on. Like, Oklahoma State, let, let's win by ten at least. <laughs> this because, would be so bad. Because you cannot be losing to South Alabama. You, you just can't do that. So, I am hoping that they can get things going this year um, and, and, and cover the seven points. But it, it does feel like a trap. I mean – we were talking about the group chat earlier. I, was, I asked you guys, I was like, hey, is this like, are you guys seeing this? Like, is this legit? And I mean, I, this, come on. Like, you got to be able to cover this. And if you don't, that's, you're in trouble, I think. Mm. Chris, I know you were thinking about it. You throwing it on there? Yeah, I guess I'll throw it on there. I. <laughs> Oh, no. It's a we're, trap. We're, we're losing now. No, no. All right. Take it off. I'll let Brett lose and I'll just – I'll lose a different one of mine. I'm taking it off. Okay. All right. All right. No play. No play. No. See, I, like, it, it, it just doesn't seem right. Door, like, yeah, like you said at quarterback. You said that Oklahoma State plans on playing all three quarterbacks? Yeah, they have I a three quarterback system. Three quarterbacks in there. You should be able to beat South Alabama by more than seven. Do you think uh, – is it Spencer Sanders at Ole Miss now? You think he left for a reason? Well, he's not even starting, so I don't know why he left in the first place. Why did he? Go yeah, that's him? true. Jackson Dart looks good, by the way. Yeah. What is? I mean, what was Spencer Sanders thinking by going there when he when he's not even starting? Like, what an idiot! <laughs> I don't know. We we may find out on Saturday <laughs> why he left. Yeah, that's well. Well, Brett, may the may the odds be in your favor. I'm obviously rooting for you for sure. I appreciate but, that, dude. This this is scary. Yeah, I mean that that's a scary spread right there. 
So I will compare this to last week. We were talking about how is Oregon only a six and a half point favorite against Texas Tech, and you saw that dramatic cover yeah, to get the power parlay to hit mm-hmm. that pick six. Oh my God, Brett, this may be a similar like. What are we missing? So be like South uh, Alabama's I, I up all game. I did warn you and Trevor about the Texas Tech one though, and honestly, they weren't going to cover unless that just freak accident happened. It, it happened, though. Yeah, it, it did happen. But I told you it would be a good game. All right. I'm up. I'm going to uh, Purdue. This team's not good. I saw them struggle with Virginia Tech, although they did pull away late. That's not saying a lot against the Hokies. Have you all seen what Dino Babers has done this year so far? I mean, I saw their 2-0. I haven't really been following them, though. Dude. Dino has been throwing up stupid numbers on offense, give or take. They beat Colgate oh. 65-0, to Western Michigan 48-7. I don't think Western Michigan's too bad of a team, but I definitely saw a lot of holes in this Purdue team. And I don't think Purdue, I mean, if it turns into a scoring battle, Syracuse puts up 35, I don't see Purdue's offense um, clicking like that. So I'm going to take the Orangemen, and I'm going to lay two and a hook. Yeah, I like that. I was uh, that was one of the other ones I was looking at kind of last second, just kind of for the same reason you just mentioned. The numbers they're putting up were crazy. So going at Purdue, Purdue hasn't really been showing up, doing too much. But the numbers Syracuse was putting up seemed like a three point spread would be enough, you know. Yeah, and I, we could easily get burned. You know, if Purdue gets it done on the field, no shock. It's only a two and a half point spread, but yeah, I'm I'm riding with Dino. Dino has all he's always been that one. I think Syracuse is a very hard job to have. I don't think that they get a lot of great transfers. NIL may not be there compared to a lot of other ACC teams, but he does usually win enough to make a bowl game. Hot start like this, I think these boys are probably bought in. They're probably going to run through a wall for Dino. Um, we usually talk about Dino being on the hot seat, but he ends up, you know, making that bowl game, doing enough to keep his job in Syracuse. I think he's got it going right here. Um, I think this number is a little too low. I don't hate the play. All right, so we all have one more play. Uh, Brett, let's go. Let's let's go brawling first. Uh, I want you to get this off your. I want oh, get this off your chest. <laughs> We're heading to Morgantown, West Virginia, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the backyard brawl, as we once know it, great game last year. I feel like last year had a little more hype than this year. I don't. I mean, I don't think really many people care about this this year, to be honest. And honestly, it was a fantastic game last year. But this game it started at Pitt uh, minus one, and last I saw, it was West Virginia minus two. I don't know if that's still yeah, minus two and a half now or something. Yeah, two two and a half. So I'm still gonna take it at two and a half. Um, I think this is this is a game for Neil Brown. I I think this is kind of a do or die game for him to be honest, because if you lose this, you start off one and two. You got Texas Tech coming to town next week, which I don't. I'm not very confident about that. And then I mean, <laughs> the Big Twelve. Thank God we don't play Texas this year. Because thank thank God those four new teams came into the into the league, so we don't have to go through that heart to that through that pain. But um, yeah, so I, I don't think you can lose this one because I don't I don't think you beat Texas Tech next week, 
and I I don't I, I don't know how good Pitt is. I mean, they just lost to Cincinnati last week. They were six and a half point favorite. Drakovic, the former Boston College quarterback, um, he has not been playing well. He was ten of thirty two last week, though he scored three touchdowns, but still. That uh that percentage is not good and they um Cincinnati ran the ball all over them and I think that's something that West Virginia can take into consideration because I think our O line is our strong point and our running backs are as well. So the game is at seven thirty in Morgantown too. I think it should be a really good crowd, hostile environment. So I, I like West Virginia here to cover the two and a half. Yeah, I don't have a play on it, but like we were talking about, the line differential, the line swing, it sounds like that's the right way to go. Either that or it's the wrong way to go. I guess there's one of two ways for that. Uh, we'll find out. It's going to be a close one either way, I think. So. Yeah. I like it, Brett. I think you're on the right side, um, especially at home. I think you're on the right yeah. side. Yeah. I think y'all get it done. If it wasn't at home, I don't think I would be touching it. But I think – and it's a night game, so it, it should be pretty, pretty wild. Honestly, probably haven't had this kind of expectation, like this kind of big game in a while in Morgantown, because just because we sucked the last four years. When Pitt won last year, so I think West Virginia just wants that revenge too, you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. No expectations right. again. Chris, give us your last play. If it is your last one, but regardless, give us one. Yeah, this is my last one, and uh, somebody needs to give me my darn theme song. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I don't know. I I was almost playing the other side of Colorado at one point, but when all that news came out about this Colorado State guy beefing with Dion, these boys might beat him by, like, 50. I don't know. So I'll take whatever you number you got. On, I'll give you whatever number you can get on Colorado. They're gonna win by a hundred. Yeah, twenty-three. That um, I saw that today. Um, it was briefly mentioned on PTI and then again on Sports Center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just talking about how Dion keeps his hat and his sunglasses on. Yeah, that's crazy. What do you say his his mom raised him different or something like that. Yeah, and you know that yeah. he's messing with another man's pride and stuff like that. You know he's. He was talking to the guys. He's like, yeah, that's personal. We we made this personal now. So he didn't – they were probably going to beat him by three touchdowns anyway. But now that he made it personal and he's going to have extra motivation for these kids, they're going to come out there and they're going to give him something. So the first half line might be exciting on that one too, Marcus. Mm. No, 12, 12 and a half. Lowest number I can get into three spots. Nah, too volatile. Yeah. That's hook territory. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, and Trevor brought it up as well. Like, I, I just don't understand. I, listen, I get the hype that's going around Colorado right now, but they have some big games coming up. Like, I, I don't understand why why we're going to game day, why game day is going there this weekend. I mean, I'm assuming if they if both teams – I assume game day will be in – in Oregon next week probably because Oregon and uh, Colorado face off and then the following week it's USC is coming to town to Boulder so I don't really understand why why they picked this week for game day but I guess we'll see all right I like it and I guess I will close out the show and I'll preface this by saying 
I thought I had another play. I was looking at Louisville playing 10 at Indiana. I'm going to stay away from that. I think I can take a bad beat, but a game that I do feel very good about. So, Brett, we always talk about JT Daniels and how he's played at like four schools in like six years or something crazy. Do you know who else is similar to JT in that ilk? Where does he play at? Florida Atlantic University. It's uh, is it Casey Thompson? It's Casey Thompson. Yeah. All right, so hear, hear me out on this uh, yellow brick road. Casey Thompson played three years at Texas. Had some ups, had some downs. He was at Nebraska last year. You know, he couldn't save Scott Frost. Train wreck. He's at FAU now. What FAU has done this season has been very underwhelming. They lost to Ohio last week, 10-17. to 17. Quarterback with that much experience has played on some of the biggest stage, stages um, in the Big 12. Premier program, still not getting it done. I'm going to fade this guy a lot this season. This will not be the first time I go to this well. FAU is going to Clemson, and let me let me check the number. It's probably around like 24, 25, yeah, 24 and a half. I'm taking Clemson. They beat who they, they beat Charleston Southern last week by almost 50 points, like 49 points. That was a good. Dabo's on a war path. Yeah, yes. Yeah, start the game with a pick six. It yeah. got a little hairy in the beginning, but you know, I think Dabo's on a war path. Chris, like you read off that Nick Saban stat, right? I would love to see what Dabo does to um, like non-power five schools out of conference. I think Clemson's gonna, yeah. they're going to try to put up half a hundred in FAU. They won't be able to score. Give me Clemson. Clemson big. Clemson by like 35-40. I'll take 24 and a half. Interesting. You know, Casey Thompson wasn't even bad at Texas either, and then he just completely fell off the off the wagon. I bet you Matt Rule right. would rather him yeah. than uh, Sims right now. Jeff Sims? Yeah. yeah. I, I think Matt Rule took the wrong quarterback. Yeah, he too. And he should get fired. But usually, as I will say his track record, wherever he goes, he usually tanks for about two seasons yeah. and then he gets it going. So, to be seen on Matt Rule, but I don't think that guy can coach. You Really? You don't think he's going to turn around in Nebraska? No, you, no, you can't recruit to Nebraska anymore. Well, these days, if you get, you can't even buy two or three years to have time to recruit. So he'll be out before. Yeah, I mean, fair point for sure. So let's go ahead and look at our cards, and let's see what we want to throw into the pot for the power parlay. So now we know Coastal Barbecue. Of course, they are on Tennessee. Six and a half point favorite. I mean, don't get upset at me if this is the one that doesn't hit, but it's got to be Oklahoma State. I mean, oh no, oh, <laughs> oh no, <God>. oh no, <laughs> put that all there for me. Oh no, and then listen, I'll take all the blame if that doesn't hit, <laughs> but come on. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, I need to put that Florida State first quarter, Boston College. Um, give me 
App State. I think that's the safest play on my card against ECU. Yeah, I was hoping you could take that so I could take Kansas State. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the power parlay is App State laying eight, Kansas State laying three and a hook, Oklahoma State seven-point favorite against the Jaguars of South Alabama, and then old Rocky Top going down to Gainesville, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Whew. We're going to have to dodge some bullets there, boys. Can we do back-to-back this the, the, in two weeks? Back-to-back would be sick. We've never had one, have we? Never had back-to-back. Yeah. We barely even had a win in the parlay in the first place. Yeah, I think last season it hit. We started doing it later on in the yeah. season, but last time last year I think it was like two for 11. Yeah, it wasn't good. But I guess for a parlay, if you get like plus 500 odds, you're about breaking even, so right. not terrible. Yeah. A four-leg parlay at that. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, you guys want to discuss anything else before we get up out of here? Um, we're approaching an hour. I think I'm good. I think there's I like my some car. decent games. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to the Florida-Tennessee game the most, honestly. Yeah, that's going to be a good one either way. Oh, and, and West Virginia and Pitt. But, but. Yeah, you're, you're going to be up late. You're going to be up towards 11 o'clock watching that one. Well, it depends how good of a game it is. <laughs> if that game goes sideways, you better not go to sleep early. No, I usually just like, we start like suck, and I just walk turn into something else. Honestly, fair enough. All right, uh, Chris, thanks for joining us. Um, we got a lot to go over here on this card, so I'll read off the power parlay one more time. Um, App State laying eight, Kansas State laying three and a half, Oklahoma State seven point favorite, and Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite going down to Florida. Chris's teaser, teasing uh, the Chapel Hill Minnesota game both ways. UNC Moneyline, and then Minnesota, um, Chapel Hill under 58. Now, on a Coastal Barbecue, the piping hot pick of the week is Tennessee laying six and a half, and we will start with Chris's card. Army, UTSA, under 44 and a half. Kansas State, uh, three and a half point favorite. FSU laying 26, going to Chestnut Hill. App State, eight point favorite at home against the Pirates down there in the swamp, from down there in the swamp. Bama, 32 and a half point favorite against, who's Bama got? Is uh, it? USF. Six. Yeah, USF. Um, Texas A&M's playing Lafayette. And Chris is also on Bama first half, laying 20 and a half. Texas A&M, 36 and a half point favorite. Cincinnati laying 14, coming off of a big win against Pitt. And then the fight in Deion Sanders, 23 point favorite against the in-state rival, Colorado State. Brett, 5 and 1 last weekend. Stay hot, baby. Kansas State laying 3 and a hook. Penn State laying 14 and a half. App State laying 8. South Carolina catching 27 and a half um, in Athens. Chapel Hill laying seven and a hook against Minnesota. Oklahoma State laying seven. West Virginia laying two and a half against Pitt. Backyard brawling. Marcus, my card. Liberty laying three. FSU, six and a half point favorite in the first quarter. Wake, Old Dominion under 61 and a half points for the full game. App State laying eight. Rutgers laying seven. Minnesota, Chapel Hill under 51 points. Tennessee, six and a half point favorite in the swamp. Syracuse going to Purdue, two and a half point favorite. And then give me Clemson at home. Laying all those points, eat them up. Clemson laying 24 and a hook. We got a lot of action out there, boys. We do. It's going to be a good one. Good week. Well, last week, again, we obviously have to live up to a lot. We were 16 and 7 overall. Let's take it higher this week. Chris, thank you for joining us again. And as always, if you need to join the half the distance to the goal chat room, please reach out to us. But other than that, 
fellas, I think we got a good one. Fun weekend of football. Yep. Enjoy it, fellas. All right, boys. I'll holla at you. All right. All right. See ya. All right. Bye.